Welcome to the Joseph Z. Audio Podcast. For more information about this and other resources, go to josephz.com. Did you know you can activate your increase? Like really go from where you are to where you're supposed to be and begin to multiply forward. I believe that God wants you to experience increase. And today we're going to talk about activating that increase. I believe it's vital that we all fulfill our call in the body of Christ. I believe it's vital that we fulfill the mandate God's given us in the body of Christ. And we know that God's call on your life is to increase. God wants you to increase. God is not glorified by us shrinking back. He's glorified by us bearing much fruit. And it's so wonderful when God begins to speak to somebody. You know, I heard a quote a number of years ago and it went like this. There's some things in life you should be irrationally passionate about. No, I'm not talking about in a destructive way or damaging way. I believe we should be irrationally passionate about something because when God calls you to do something, there should be a passion that that goes on inside you. There should be something that wakes up to accomplish that call of God in you. And, and that, I believe, is where we should be irrationally passionate, where it almost doesn't make sense how hard we're going after what God called us to do, but irrationally passionate just looks that way to those who are in the world, you know, and that's that saying I have about prophetic ministry. The saying I've adopted, it's, it's a, a quote that I like, and it goes like this, those who dance are thought mad by those who cannot hear the music. I'll say that again, those who dance are thought mad by those who cannot hear the music. And those people that say, I'm going to be irrationally passionate about something, they do it because they have a grace to do it, and it looks to others like they're crazy, like they're irrational. But I believe we should have irrational, passionate mandates in front of us that we get after, and not not in a way where it's damaging any of that stuff or in the arm of the flesh, but I'm talking about when God gives you something to do. I'll tell you what, God gives me things to do. He calls me to do it, and I just, I'm doing it. When he calls me, man, that's it. He didn't have to ask me twice. When God speaks something to me, he doesn't have to ask me twice, one time. If you do not activate increase, what's going to happen is you'll be frustrated. You will not be able to go forward. You will, you'll, you'll have a vision, but you will never believe in it enough to activate increase. And activate increase, very simply put, starts by giving. It starts by giving. It starts by activating things through through striking the ground with seed. You must strike the ground with seed. You must put seed into the ground. You must break the earth by putting in seed. And the, and the earth begins to turn it and return it back to you in a harvest. And that's the kingdom of God. That's how these things work. So we've got to do that to activate increase. And this is something Heather and I've decided we're going to get more aggressive about even this year than we were last year. It's important because we believe we have a high calling to where we're going and we're supposed to do it. It's very important that you recognize God has anointed you to increase. He's already anointed you to increase. He's already given you everything. He's already given you everything that belongs to you. The issue with us as people of God most often is a trust issue. Listen to me carefully. 
Oftentimes, the main issue we're struggling with is a trust issue. We're so worried about, is this going to work? If I give, then I don't have. And the truth is, God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need you, what you can give him. He needs your trust. And when you sow money, you sow seeds, you do this into your future, it's literally an act of trust. And it's the trust that's the secret sauce on return. It's the trust towards God with your possessions. That's the secret sauce. It's not about, I gave money and now money comes back. Yes, there's a principle there, but the real principle is trust. Do you trust him? Do you love him? Do you believe him? And when he says something, will you take his word over your fear, over your emotions, over these things? Those who do, I like this saying, my friend taught it to me. Some will, some won't. So what? <laughs> Let's say that again. Some will, some won't. So what? You do your calling. You do your mandate, man. You get after it in Jesus' name. And when you sow, it's an act of trust. All the different parts of giving and receiving, all the different parts of God's economy is literally an act of of trust. And the first thing that usually happens after you give is people come and roll up on you or you feel a condemnation. You feel different things that begin to make you feel like you did the wrong thing. I'll tell you what, when you sow that seed is in the ground and you begin to speak to it and you watch it come back to you. Now let's, let's talk about the word of God here this morning. Let's get into that. I like this scripture out of Job chapter eight, verse seven, the book of Job. How often do you hear uh, the book of Job quoted when you're talking about increase, but the book of Job chapter eight, verse seven, I like what is said to Job. It says, though, though your beginning was small. Man, how many of you can relate to that? Your beginning was small. Much of the ministry I've done over the years, uh, I was always the one that was, you know, not having enough or I was always behind and uh, a little bit embarrassed at times because Heather and I are trying to do things. And it's one of the reasons I like so many ministers that persevere and make it, you know, but we're always behind and trying to make things happen years ago. And we would give anyway, and people criticize us for giving and all these things that take place and, and we would just keep pushing. But I like what it says here in Job. It says in Job chapter 8, verse 7, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. The Lord began to speak to Heather and I a number of years ago and said, through giving and sowing and do all these things, I believe this. I believe God showed us this, and I believe this is a word for many of you right now. Listen to me carefully. I believe this is a word for a lot of people. Listen carefully. Simple uh, imagery and analogy I'm going to give you. And for those of you on a podcast or anything, my, I have two hands out where the fingertips are almost meeting and I'm going up as if to say it's like a measuring, uh, situation. So both my hands going up at the same time as I lift them, as I'm raising my hands, a lot of people used to be above me. So I put my left hand here, my right hand above my left hand. And you recognize that that was above and we were beneath. So there was people that were at this level up above us and we were beneath, but everybody's growing at the same time. And the Lord showed us if we gave aggressively, if we gave, people would grow and they'd do things, but this is how we would go. We'd begin to slowly surpass everyone around us as we gave according to our giving. The Lord showed Heather and I that like 20 years ago. And I said, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to purpose in my heart to be a giver, whether it's 50 cents or $50 million, I'm doing it. If you need it, or if I desire to do it, I'm doing it. And so we made a lifestyle out of giving. And then I activated that scripture out of Job chapter eight, verse seven, where it says, though your beginning was small, it said the latter, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. I believe this ministry 
in this season is where we're beginning to do this. I believe it's where we begin to pass the the limitations we've had before. I believe this is the season where we begin to go above and beyond. I believe the same for our partners, those who are standing with us. I believe it for your life too. Anybody that's watching this, I believe if you have a word from the Lord, if you have ears to hear, I believe 2019 is the year you begin to surpass all the other things that have stood in your way or have looked down at you or have tried to limit you, your your own attitudes, your views of yourself, the way the devil lies to you, the way people have tried to influence you, all these different things. I believe your latter end, the, the turn is here. You know, we just need to say we're in the turn of the tide. The tide is turning today. We're beginning to move forward. Praise God. I was up praying in tongues over all our partners today. I was praying over you guys. I was praying over uh, our properties and the things God's doing with us. And we are so thrilled about where we're going. I got to tell you, and you should be thrilled too. God is touching you right now with influence, with finance, with all these things and all the seeds you've sown. I call them forward for you right now. I, I call them forward for you right now. I declare this season right now, today is the turning of the tide for you. Today is your turning of the tide. It's time for the tide to turn for you. In Jesus' name, your tide is turning. All the things, all the enemies that have hunted you and tried to cut you down and trip you up and accuse you day and night and all these things that have come against you, I say the tide is turning. It's over. In Jesus' name, you're turning the corner right now. Thank you, God. Yeah. So praise God. Let's look at this a little bit more. Thank you, Jesus. I like this so much. Let's look here. It says, um, I'm going to run over to Psalm chapter one very quickly. I just like this. Many of you know it, but pretend like you've never heard it before and it's stirring up your heart for the first time. Psalm chapter one. Let's go there. I'm just buzzing over there in my beautiful Thompson chain. Psalm chapter one. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Psalm chapter one, verse one. Blessed. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Somebody say right now, blessed is the man. Hallelujah. Blessed. You need to say, I am blessed. Praise God. I am blessed. Praise God. I am blessed. So Psalm chapter one, verse one, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't listen to the influence of the world. We don't listen to all this stuff where people try to cut us down or do this. Instead, we, we listen to the counsel of the godly. We listen to the word of God. Blessed is the man, the woman, who walks in the counsel of the godly meaning the word of God, godly people around you, mentors, leaders, spiritual fathers and mothers. We listen to the godly, amen? Nor stands in the path of sinners. Man, you know, don't be messing around. It'll, it'll short circuit some things for you. I believe God blesses you regardless, but I'm telling you what, don't, don't mess around. Don't stand in the path of sinners. Get in your lane, the lane of blessing, praise God. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That's important. Verse two, look at this. But his delight... His delight. Now, we talked about this a while back. Delight is a more permanent pleasure than joy. The dictionary defines delight as a more permanent pleasure than joy. But it says here, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Or you could say his delight. Your delight, ladies and gentlemen, should be in the word of God. Your delight is in the word of God. And in your in his word, you meditate day and night. When you put the word of God in you, you know, there's, there's many times I go around for an entire day listening to the audio Bible. I listen to it all the time. 
Uh, I don't study the NIV, but I listen on the NIV because it's easy listening for me. It's easy to just, you know, listen through narration. I listen to the NIV version, the newly inspired version. Anyway, and, and the reason I do that is because it begins to fill me up on the inside. It tanks me up. And if you tank up on the word of God, you begin to have this establishment inside of you. And that is called delighting. Delighting means you have a more permanent pleasure than joy, a more permanent pleasure than joy. Praise God. So I delight in the word of God. And I do that by listening to it. I do it by meditating on it. I do it by thinking about it. And if you do that, it helps you, man. It helps you. And there's nothing as, as powerful as reading it. Reading it's the most powerful. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I listen all the time. Listen, listen, listen. Now, listen now carefully. If you do that, if you delight in the, the word of God and you meditate in the word of God, it's running through your thoughts. The word of God's running through your thoughts and you're mixing it with your faith. You're mixing it with your faith. Listen to me. You mix it with your faith. Verse 3 says in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, He shall be like a tree planted, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever, whatever you do shall prosper. Now, a lot of people say, does that mean I can do whatever I want to do? Uh, yeah, if the word of God is your meditation and you delight in the word of God. If you're delighting in the word of God and the word of God is your meditation, then do what you like. Because what's going to happen is, is your like to, your want to is going to be altered. And you're going to want to do what the word of God says. Notice the predicated point here. It says that you need to have your delight and your meditation on the word of God. And you do it day and night. It's just a constant in your being. The word of God is a constant in you. And when you do that, you're delighting and meditating on those word, that word of God. Then do whatever you like and it'll prosper. Do whatever you like because your like, your want to is now altered. It's so awesome, guys. And that's how you begin to, that's, this is how you begin to water or activate your increase. When you sow and you've been meditating on the word of God, you sow and it puts horsepower on your sowing and your giving. Praise God. That's why I shout out, this is our tribe and there's no lack among us. Praise God. There's no lack because the word of God is literally being pumped into your mind into your meditation it's being it's being pressed into your delight and i believe through that you will get activated increase by default because then when you give then when you sow then when you do things that activated increase it's like it'll just come back like a wave you won't be able to handle it man that's the deal praise god so that's how this works it says now let me go here verse three psalm 1 3 he shall be planted. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in, listen, in its season. Season. Praise God. In its season. Now we know there's uh, sowing time and harvest time, right? And you can be sowing so much that you're in a perpetual harvest and perpetually sowing, and it's always the same. Now listen carefully to this. In its season, many people are standing on the word of God, they're believing God, and they grow weary in well-doing because they don't realize there's a season coming. You will bloom in your season. And you say, well, I want that season to be today. Well, praise God in the spirit, it's always due season. But in your natural man, God's lining you up, situating things, 
orchestrating things on your behalf that will eventually manifest in its season. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. It says, though the vision tarry, wait for it, for it will surely come and it will not tarry. Meaning in its appointed time, it will no longer tarry. It will not wait any longer. So I've got to say something to you. God is preparing you. He's positioning you. He's orchestrating things for you. He's orchestrating things for you. And when he's orchestrating things for you and putting things in order in your life, what you do between there and now, and when you get to that destination you're looking for, your responsibility is to delight and meditate on the word of God. And that's the foundation of activating increase. Praise God. And so we recognize this. You get to activate increase. You get to activate this thing through delighting and meditating, delighting and meditating. That's how winning's done. That's how you begin to activate increase. Now, what do you do in between when you're looking for uh, due season, due season, when you're looking for due season, due season will come when it's due season. You can hasten moments through giving, through meditating and delighting in the word. And I, I, I'm a strong proponent of giving. I believe you can sow into your future and give into your future. Praise God. You know, and that's, that's the deal. And that's why God, you know, uh, one of the chapters in my book, my friend said this to me and it stuck with me really strong. But one of the chapters in my book is called uh, From an Outcast to a Broadcast. God had to take us into a manger setting to turn some things around where I started broadcasting out of a barn and started doing those things. It was like a major setting in a horse's tack room is where we were. And we began to broadcast. We were an outcast in a sense. And people, you know, couldn't even explain ourselves. It's just like, well, here we are, you know, and people get all wounded and, oh, easy, I'm hurt, you know, and people usually just really selfish is what it is. And anyway, and so we ended up becoming an outcast that was turned into a broadcast. And all of a sudden now we're beginning to become a broadcast and God's called us to do that. If you've been an outcast, let me declare it over you. You're going to turn from an outcast to a broadcast in Jesus name. Your test will become your testimony. You'll begin to move forward. You'll begin to win and win and overcome and prosper superfluously. I believe this. Many of you that have experienced being an outcast, I declare your outcast is where you become a broadcast. It's time to be a broadcast of the goodness of God. It's time to be a broadcast of increase. It's time to be a broadcast of what God's called you to do. Your outcast season actually will be the pathway to your broadcast in Jesus name. Psalm chapter one, verse three, it says, he shall be planted like a tree by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. When your season happens, listen to me, when your season happens, when your season manifests on you, then in that moment, the leaf that you bear, you will bear fruit in your season and the leaf shall not wither. Your leaf shall not wither wither when it begins to flourish and the leaves begin to grow on the on the tree that that you've planted that you've not held back from you're in you're rooted by the rivers of living water you're meditating on the word you're loving the word of god you're doing these things you're delighting on the word of god your tree will bloom the fruit will bloom the leaves will bloom and they will not wither they will not wither you know why because it's not just a brand new thing it's not like you get leaves and you go oh no 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 your leaves will not wither because you've been planted for so long in the hard time, in the hard time. And then when breakthrough and your season happens, you're so rooted, you're so grounded, you're so delighting in the word of God. You're so meditating on the word of God that when that happens, you begin to bloom and it won't wither because you're tested, you're tempered. You are now a tenured disciple.
A tenured disciple means you've done something long enough to prove your worth. Isn't that good? So, so going on from there, it goes on to say, whose leaf shall also not wither. And then finally you get to whatever you do shall prosper. God is looking for mature believers. Both the church and the world deserve to see mature believers. And this is the description of mature believers. You know what the simplicity of a mature believer is? Hang on. (laughs) Stay in the saddle. Keep going. A mature believer is somebody that hangs on. They keep delighting. They don't change. They keep meditating. They keep giving. They keep standing. They don't back up. They keep going forward. That is a mature believer. And then as a byproduct of their tenacity, not just endurance, tenacity to continue meditating, continuing to stay in the word of God, meditating, believing his word, trusting him with your finances, your life, your vision, putting your trust in his word more than anything else. That is maturity. Because then when the blessing happens and then the overcoming and the overtaking happens of blessing and prosperity, whatever you do, you are so marked. You are already founded and grounded in the word of God and you are going to go for it. Amen. Now's the time. The word of God is true. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. The only time we get in unbelief and fear and all these things is because we lie. (laughs) We're people that don't, we got to train our, our fallen old sin nature, which is no longer our nature, but that old memory, that dead man, we got to train it to be disciplined, to stand on the word of God and go forward and give like you've never given before, to stand like you've never stood before. If God's told you to do something, this is a word for somebody right now. If God has told you to do something, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting on? Get with the program. I would rather fail doing what I feel God told me to do than succeed doing nothing. The real truth is the hidden lining, the silver lining in you thinking I might fail doing what God told me to do is if you're really doing what God told you to do with a pure heart and a clear mind and you're going after it, I'm telling you right now, you won't fail. It's just a matter of time till you win because you cannot bury seed. Seed of every kind that you bury will eventually come up. It doesn't matter if it's under stones, under rock, under concrete. You bury seed, that seed's coming up sometime, somehow, somewhere. And imagine seed that you water and put the right environment in it and around it, it will bear fruit quicker and faster. That's why we meditate. That's why we plant by the rivers of water. That's why we delight in the law of God, the word of God, and that seed will bloom. Your fruit will will bloom in due season. Praise God. But you can hasten that season by staying in the word of God, by meditating on the word, by doing these things. Your pain is subjective. Learn to deal with your pain by the word of God. Learn to disciple your mind and your emotions. Train your thinking. Train your feelings by the word of God. And you will begin to bloom in due season. It's just the way it works. Okay. Proverbs chapter 15. Listen to me. Proverbs chapter 15. Verse 6. This shot through me. I have it highlighted. I have it circled. See all these circles and highlights I have here? For this, all this is highlighted and circled. And I read it and I was like, I've never read that before. And I have it highlighted, I have notes on it. And I saw it and it was like I never saw it before. Let me say this to you. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 6. This is for you right now. This is a now word for somebody. And it hit me hard. It's simple, but I'm going to say it anyway. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 6. In the house of the righteous, listen to me, that's you. That's your house. That's your house. 
in the house of the righteous, in the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. I released that over you. That just went through like a shot just now. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure. We need to say right now, like confess it out loud with me. I am the righteous and my house is filled with much treasure. I am the righteous and my house is filled with much treasure. Yeah, treasure. Well, what's treasure? I don't know what's treasure to you. Praise God. And then it goes on from here. It says, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble, is trouble. Praise God. There's no trouble in my house because I'm not of the wicked. I don't have a wicked spirit. I'm not wicked. There is treasure in my house because I am the righteous. Jesus made me righteous. My house is filled with treasure. Ladies and gentlemen of the cross, of the finished works of Jesus, your house is filled with treasure. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what the economy says. I don't care what goes up or down or whatever in the world system, that Babylonian marketplace system. We say today we are the house of the righteous. We are diligent. We meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. We delight in his word. We delight in his promises. We plant ourselves by the rivers of living water. And in our house, because God has made us righteous through Jesus, not of our own good, Jesus already made us righteous. In him, him who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. And as the righteousness of God, as a default, my house is filled with much treasure. Hallelujah. Let me just read you some scriptures. Psalm 112, verse 3. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. You know what? Let's say that out loud. I declare wealth and righteousness is in my house. I declare wealth and righteousness is in your house. Psalm 122, verse 6. May they prosper who love you. Those who pray for the peace of Jerusalem, may they prosper who love you. God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we receive prosperity today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's talk about this. It says in Proverbs 28, 10, the blameless will inherit good. Do you know Jesus has made you blameless? Do you know Jesus has made you blameless? Jesus has made you blameless. And it says the blameless will inherit good. I declare over you today, you, I, us, we inherit good today. Today, your inheritance is good. You're inheriting good today. Something good is going to unfold. It's going to happen for you today. Something good is happening in your life today. I declare it over you. And anything that's not good, you resist it because it's not from God. If it's good, it's from God. If it's bad, it's from the devil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me give you this scripture, Isaiah 65, 21, and they shall build houses. Praise God. This year I plan on having two houses. I do because we got to live in Colorado Springs, man. I got a job to do. We got stuff to do. They'll build houses, not one, plural. They'll build houses and inhabit them, inhabit them. Look at that. They don't just build them. They live in them. You, I declare over you, you get to build houses and live in them and live in them and plant. It says you, they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Whatever your business is, whatever you're doing, whatever you're touching God, whatever you're following God with, you will literally do the work of God and you will eat the fruit of your works. 
Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Listen to this. The book of the law, the word of God goes like this. When you meditate on the word of God, there's three points here. It says that it's in your mouth, your mind, and your actions. Your mouth is where the word of God should be. The meditation is your mind and your actions is when you do something. The word of God needs to be meditated by being in your mouth, what you're speaking, and meditating in your mind, what you're thinking, and in your actions, what you're doing. The word of God should be in your mouth, your mind, and your actions. And that is how you define Psalm chapter one, where it says you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, delighting, uh, meditating on the word of God day and night. That's the stuff. That's how activation of your increase begins. Now, let's get down to it. That's the foundation piece. You activate your increase. Listen to me, you activate your increase when you start sowing radically. Radically. Tithing, giving, first fruits, sowing, doing all this stuff. And this, some of this stuff gets a bad rap because people say it, but other people that hear it only do it because they don't read it for themselves in the word. They hear people teach it to them and they go, well, then I'm going to do that. You need to get this in the word yourself. And you'll realize the Bible teaches that when you're giving and you're sowing, it, it's coming back to you. It's coming back to you. This is God's economy. God set it up that you would never be without. Never be without. Praise God. You can <laughs> you can increase or trust and, you know, and go forward, trust and, and be blessed, or you can doubt and do without. Praise God. God wants you to win. He wants you to live, move, and have your being. And that's how this thing begins to go. Praise God. I talked on this scripture yesterday of 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. It says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Now, this is talking about, number one, we hear the word of God for ourselves today. You don't need some man or woman to come along and tell you what's going on. It's good to have that, but I'll tell you what, you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have the word of God in you, and I gotta tell you, at the end of the day, God will begin to open up clarity to you. However, we need to listen to preachers, we need to listen to Nabi prophets, the people that preach under the inspiration of the word of God. You recognize that God is speaking through people, but if you are getting that as your main source of the word of God, you are out of order. You need the word of God in you. And when, when uh, you begin to stand and you do these things, you have the word of God as your foundation. Now, when you receive a prophecy and you believe as prophets, now it's just icing on the cake. You're going to prosper. Give up to go up, going forward, beginning to sow seed to go forward is such a mighty act of faith. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me give this to you. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Here we go. Listen to me carefully. This will change your life. A lot of people, they don't know what God actually has. They don't know what God has for them. We've not even tapped the surface of what God has for us financially, provision-wise, what we can do with influence, what God's called the body of Christ to do. And I'm going to be a catalyst of that. Verse 1, it basically talks about obeying the voice of the Lord your God, keeping the commandments, meaning keeping the word of God in your heart. Verse 2, listen to this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you. All these blessings, all these blessings shall come upon you. These blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. 
Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks, right? And then blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They'll be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord, verse 8, Deuteronomy 28, 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he swore to you to keep his commandments of the Lord your God, walk in his ways. Verse 10, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Verse 11, the Lord will grant you plenty of goods of your body, of your livestock, of your ground. Verse 14, his good treasure is in your house in Jesus' name. And it goes on to say this, verse, verse 12, still at the end here, it says, you shall lend to many nations and not borrow. You shall lend to many nations and not borrow. That's us, man. That's us. Verse 13, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. And a lot of people that were under the law say, well, yeah, that's all the blessings. But, you know, if you're going to read that, you better read the curses. Well, people say it says if you don't obey, now you have all the curses, too. Yeah. And it says in, in Micah chapter three and, and all that, or excuse me, Malachi chapter three, it says if you're not if, if you, if you don't tithe, you're cursed with a curse, you know, and people say, that's how it is. And I say, well, actually we're not cursed with a curse and the curses can't touch us anymore because it says in Galatians chapter three, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What a good deal. In other words, we no longer have the curse coming at us. There is only the blessing to be received by the believer. That's it. Jesus only provides the blessing, not the cursing. That's so awesome. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Praise God. Praise God. That's how winning's done. So there's no more curses. It's only blessing. So when you read the Old Testament, anytime it says you'll be cursed or this or that, Jesus broke all that. You're blessed, man. You are blessed. That's right. Not on this side of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. God needs you to increase. People say, does God really want me rich? That's a stupid question. No, no. God doesn't want you rich. God needs you rich. He needs you wealthy. He needs treasures in your house. He needs treasures in you so you can distribute the gospel around the world. God needs you abundant. He needs you increasing. He needs you to overflow superfluously. And I break every religious demon that's ever tried to put you in the grip of poverty. I break every religious demon that's ever tried to put you in the grip of lack. I break every religious demon's hold, every teaching that's tried to stop you from advancing in the call of God. No, God doesn't just want you blessed. He needs you blessed. He needs you rich and rich, rich is a comparative term. For you, rich may mean $10,000. It may mean $1,000. It may mean a million dollars. For me, rich is like billions of dollars, okay? And, and that's the deal. And the reason you say that, why do you say that? Because it's proportionate to your mandate, your vision, your calling. It's not about how much money, okay? It's about literally what God's called you to do. But according to your vision, according to what you can believe for, and according to what God has purposed for you to do, God needs you wealthy, wealthy. And you say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, then don't worry about it, brother. It won't happen to you. Don't worry about that.
Praise God. I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in wealth. I don't believe in all these things. I don't believe in speaking tongues. I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. Don't worry about it. You don't have nothing to worry about. It won't happen to you. Stay broke. Stay in unbelief. Stay without miracles. Stay on the backside of the desert and just enjoy your miserable wandering life. Praise God. God wants you wealthy. God wants you healed. God wants you to be overflowing in abundance. Amen. God is so good. He wants you to increase. He wants you abundant. He wants you going forward. But it begins by activating your increase through meditating on the word of God, through standing on his promises, through driving the word of God in this. And, and you begin to do this and you begin to just cause the word of God to manifest through you. And you begin to trust. You begin to trust God. You begin to trust God to such a level that you'll give when he tells you to give. You'll give when the Lord speaks to you. You'll give when your purpose is in your own heart to give. You will give. You're a sower. You you're a giver. You're a superfluous, overflowing giver in Jesus' name. You literally cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Thank you for listening to this message. For more resources, visit josephz.com. Become a partner today and help us build lives by the Word of God.